Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. We are rolling through the Thursday edition, talking about a lot of different stories. I'm going to unpack them all for those of you maybe waking up on the West Coast. Uh, we have got the Final Four, obviously, that is taking place on Saturday. Santa Clay is trying to come to town here in early April. Happy April Fool's Day. Be careful on the internet today, all right? I want all of you to listen to me carefully and heed my warning if you see something that looks crazy and unbelievable before you share it, think to yourself, wait a minute, it is April Fool's. And am I being made a fool of? The answer is potentially yes. What is not a foolish move, however, this is no April Fool's joke. Gonzaga is playing against UCLA on Saturday. They are a 13 or 14 point favorite, depending on where you look in the odds marketplace right now. You can bet $5 on Gonzaga to beat UCLA, to get to 31-0. and 0, And if you do that, you will get back $200. That is a 40-to-1 payout. FanDuel.com slash Clay. That is FanDuel.com slash Clay. A 40-to-1 payout for new users. $5 turns into $200. All right, as we finished the second hour there, I'm talking about the Supreme Court hearing a case 
involving whether athletes are being having their antitrust rights violated by the way that they are compensated in order to play sports. And Dub, you were talking off the air after I finished this segment. It's really very complicated. And the the overlying story here of should athletes be paid or not, everybody wants to argue yes or no to a question that has like 10 different subparts. And I think the most complicated part of it is most athletes are being compensated more than their talents would reflect that they are worth on a marketplace. By which I mean, if you were just saying, should we have a track team or not? The answer would be no, because a track team would lose money at virtually every university. If you were saying, should we have a men's or women's soccer team? The answer at most universities would be no, because those sports would lose money at a university. So anybody that is getting a scholarship, and you could say swimming and diving, you could say it for lacrosse, you could say it for tennis, you could say it for virtually every sport other than football and men's basketball. Because even in women's basketball, they lose money hand over fist everywhere except for a couple of exceptions, maybe the University of Tennessee, which has a huge women's basketball fan base, and UConn, which has had a traditionally huge women's basketball fan base as well. Everybody else loses money hand over fist. So those athletes are actually being compensated well in excess for what their overall value would be on an open marketplace. The guys who are not being paid fairly are football players and men's basketball players who are being compensated underneath what their actual value would be because fans show up and often those sports make money. Now, now, the challenge is the money that those men make for the most part is used to pay other athletes their scholarship costs and fund the athletic department that otherwise would not justify it. So, the challenge that you have is you have some people saying, yay, capitalism, and other people saying socialism is the matter here, is, is the way this is being run. And let me explain this to you uh, in, in a way that is maybe a little bit simpler. Effectively, the money that men's basketball players and football players make is being redistributed to all of the other athletes in the athletic department in the way of scholarships and allowing their sports to even exist. And so if you were running athletic departments as if they were just businesses and the only way you could justify running those businesses was if they made money, then every college in America would only have two sports. They would have football and they would have men's basketball. Okay. So there isn't a fundamental fair marketplace here because these are theoretically nonprofits at educational institutions. Now, let me also add this. The other complicating factor, and the NCAA uh, has, uh, has been dealing with this for a long time, but the courts being involved and the case being argued in front of the Supreme Court is also a big storyline. The other complicating factor is whatever you give to a male athlete, Total scholarship numbers, 
cost of attendance, airplane flights, whatever you give to a football or men's basketball player or any other male athlete, the same thing has to be given to women's athletes under Title IX, even though those women do not have the same market value as a football player or men's basketball player would be. So how do you reconcile paying players when theoretically under federal law, everyone would need to be paid in a similar fashion? Dub, does that blow your mind? Is that complicated? I don't think most people talk about paying players anywhere near in the intelligent nature that they need to. It's just like, oh, well, the NCAA tournament makes a lot of money and therefore all these men's basketball players should uh, should be uh, getting paid. Okay, well, if you're going to pay all the men's basketball players, you got to pay all the women's basketball players too. And also, oh, by the way, all the lacrosse players and the swimmers and the divers and everything else. Yeah, it seems like probably 90% plus of people that say, hey, we need to pay these college athletes, they're only talking about the football players and the men's basketball players. It's well, like, that's all that deserves. I mean, to be fair to those people, that's because they're thinking about uh, college athletics as if it's a market that is a normal business, right? But the profit that they make off of those uh, teams gets rolled back into the larger business, which basically is a nonprofit, and it funds all these other sports that make no money and also gives scholarships to all these other kids. And I think then it becomes a more complicated question because you're like, oh, okay, well, isn't it kind of nice that there's a track team? Isn't it kind of nice that there's soccer? Isn't it kind of nice that there's tennis or diving or whatever it is? And the fact that those sports are successful in men's basketball and football is what allows them to exist. And I think most people don't understand that. Yeah, I agree. And I would agree, you know, the only real two teams that deserve it are the football team and men's basketball team because if you try to make an argument that the wrestling team needs to be paid as much as college football players, you kind of sound like an idiot. I mean, yeah. that's just the fact of the matter because, I mean, let's be honest, the amount of money that football generates versus rev- uh, versus uh, wrestling, it's not even on the same chart. So when you kind of dig a little deeper into this whole idea, it becomes clear that there's only two real programs in each in most schools that deserve the conversation to be paid. No one else does. So to me, I'm not sure this is ever going to happen because well, it kind of sounds ridiculous. But, I mean, there almost needs to be two se- separate sets of rules. That's right. That's what should happen. There should be a revenue-producing set of rules for the sports where they produce revenue and then non-revenue-producing numbers, uh, uh, rules for non-revenue-producing sports. And by the way, oh, I was going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about this tomorrow. I'm jotting down a note to myself because we're in the third hour of the program already. Uh, but the numbers out there. A lot to talk about the unequal treatment in the NCAA tournament for men and women. It got a lot of attention with the Blue Checkmark Brigade on Twitter. These data points are pretty crazy. The NCAA men's tournament revenue in uh, the most recent year, I guess it would have been 2019, was $917.8 million. The NCAA women's tournament revenue was $15.1 million. So the men's basketball tournament makes 64 times what the women's does, and it gets even worse than that. Total net income. A lot of people get confused between revenue and income. Revenue is what you bring in. 
Income is what you actually make. It's your profit. The NCAA tournament profit in 2019 was $864.6 million. The women's NCAA tournament lost $2.8 million, which was the largest cost and loss of any NCAA championship out there. So think about that for a minute. The men's tournament produced $864.6 million. The women's tournament lost $2.8 million. So really, if you were just looking at the business ramifications here, you would be like, well, we shouldn't even have a women's NCAA tournament because it's going to cost us millions of dollars. Why would we do something that costs money from a business perspective? I'm talking pure business. And so I am a capitalist. I run a business. I want to make as much money as I possibly can. I don't have aspects of my business that I keep uh, as a part of the business to lose money. That wouldn't be an efficient way to run my business. Yet that's what all these college athletic departments have to do. So I'm not sure if there's ever going to be any system that makes sense other than dividing revenue and non-revenue. Now, here's the other complication, Dub. Is it even legal to divide revenue sports from non-revenue sports because arguably that would then violate Title IX? Because women's sports all lose money. So you would have to pull all of the men's sports that make money away and you would leave behind all of these non-revenue producing sports, which theoretically would mean that those sports would get less resources, and I'm just not sure if that's even legal. Now, one solution, potentially, other than dividing revenue and non-revenue producing sports, would be maybe you let every individual athlete just make whatever they want off their name, image, and likeness, right? The challenge then becomes, though, guess who's going to make the most money? Men, by a long shot, because their sport produces revenue. So would it be fair if you've got all these football and basketball players making millions of dollars and all these other athletes, both male and female, but all women basically having no real value that they can unlock based on their name, image, and likeness? And how would that impact Title IX? I don't know the answer. And then the larger context, too, is even within the individual teams, is it okay for the quarterback to be making a million dollars a year at a big school and the offensive lineman who blocks for him might be making $5,000? Or does it make more sense to put everybody's name, image, and likeness into a big pool and then redistribute all the money evenly, even though you might have a guy making a million dollars and his money then goes to somebody making a lot less. Guess what? That's socialism. That's how the tax code works. So I, I, it's so complicated. And it is so fascinating. And it is talked about typically in such an unintelligent fashion. If you've got friends out there and you guys sit around and debate the pros and cons of paying athletes, I bet the conversation is oftentimes very superficial. Send them this podcast and say, hey, Here's Clay Travis putting on his lawyer hat and having to talk about a lot of different complexities associated with this storyline. By the way, started off the show talking about Deshaun Watson. 
Things ain't getting better for him. Uh, His attorney came out and said, I know there's 21 women that have accused him of sexual assault. Just true. But he released the story of 18 different masseuses that he said are not ever having been sexually assaulted by Deshaun Watson, which is a little bit like somebody who's accused of murder trying to put people on the stand and say, yeah, I know that you're saying my defendant, my client killed someone. But let's be honest. He hasn't killed 99.9% of the other people that he's met in his life, and therefore that's evidence of why he didn't kill this other person. Most of you out there are smart enough to see through the stupidity of that argument. Just because you didn't rob one bank doesn't mean you might not have robbed the other bank. And so the fact that Deshaun Watson may or may not have had inappropriate sexual conduct with a lot of masseuses, the fact that he had normal interaction with other masseuses doesn't mean he didn't have inappropriate conduct with the others. I think that's understandable for most people out there. To me, the flaw of the defense for Deshaun Watson was this just points out that he was getting massages from at least 40 different women, which means these were not therapeutic massages. I don't know the truth of what happened in every interaction between Deshaun Watson and a masseuse, but I do know that he may be the only athlete in the entire country who has had massages from over 40 different women. I don't know if there's a single person listening to me right now who's had non-sexual massages from over 40 different women. I'm not sure there's a single person. We got a massive audience, biggest in the entire world of sports. Nobody, I'm sure. I'm not sure that anybody else out there has had the same number of massages to Sean Watson. So those big stories are out there. We're going to talk in a moment. Major League Baseball is returning. Today is opening day. Uh, Hope springs anew for so many different teams out there. John Morosi uh, will be with us. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who've ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Marion on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be it is April Fools, and I'm sure many of you are going to be pranked by your friends, family, maybe your kids. My kids love to do April pr- uh, Fools pranks, but this is no prank. Major League Baseball, back today, 162 different games going on, uh, and uh, regular season is beginning. John Morosi joins us now. How excited are you about the return of Major League Baseball, John? Clay, happy opening day, my friend. It is an American holiday really all around the world when you consider how many countries love baseball, love Major League Baseball, but it's special. We got through spring training. Obviously, there was some nervousness at the outset, uh, but the players, to their credit, have done a great job, and and here we are. And there's a lot of optimism now with with the focus, I think, uh, gradually returning to the field of play and the great storylines that we've got at the outset of 2021. Yeah, there's no doubt uh, about that. Um, and uh, and with 2021 officially underway later today, let's talk about where we are from a uh, from a first of all regular season perspective. And I was reading an article. It sounds like 
depending on where these players are located, many of them have now been vaccinated and Major League Baseball is encouraging players to be vaccinated because if they are vaccinated, they can basically go back to some form of normalcy on the road. They can hang out with teammates in hotel rooms. Uh, they can go out to restaurants. They can basically get back to their normal lifestyle as opposed to having to constantly be uh, concerned about COVID in the same way. And that's obviously a carrot kind of, I would imagine, that Major League Baseball is dangling uh, for all the different teams and the players themselves uh, to encourage them to, uh, to go get the vaccines. Well said, Clay. And effectively, the threshold is now 85% of Tier 1 people, which uh, in baseball terms means people who are on the field, people who are close proximity to the players all the time, so medical staff, team staff that's close, that's right in the clubhouse. If 85% of those people are vaccinated in any one team, and they can document it, obviously, and certify that's the case, then by MLB protocols, a lot of those rules will be relaxed, uh, as you exactly you described, that you can hang out at the hotel. You can uh, have a lot more freedom to eat inside at restaurants. In fact, I think at that point in time, if you have 85% of your team unit having been vaccinated, I think some of the mask restrictions will likely be relaxed as well. So to your point, that's exactly what it is. MLB has given very uh, direct guidance that their strong recommendation is for players to be vaccinated, for everybody to be vaccinated, uh, not just the players, but everybody that they would hear the message would be vaccinated. And uh, interestingly, we've seen seen reports in, in recent days of the Houston Astros, for example, planning to stop in Texas uh, on their way to travel to, to California. For example, they're leaving spring training in Florida. Their charter stopped in Houston on the way, which they never would have done in a past year. They stopped there to say, okay, you're in Texas. Under Texas laws, you can get your vaccine right now. Go do it. We'll give you the opportunity to do it. Then get back on the plane and go. So that's that's the idea. So it, it's a very unique uh, um, the set of circumstances, obviously, Clay, all around the country, but it, it really speaks to the fact that for teams and players who are, uh, by law, being creative and, and getting the vaccine where they can, you're right that a lot of them are doing it. They will do it, and uh, by the later part of April and into May, you would assume that there is a high level of functional immunity within the MLB population. What are you hearing about the demand for tickets early in Major League Baseball season for the teams that are opening up their stadiums with either full in the case of the Texas Rangers or limited capacity for other different teams? Well, it's interesting, Clay, because there was a release that went out within the last couple of days from the Seattle Mariners saying that at their reduced capacity that they have sold out a number of their early season games. So at their ballpark in Seattle, you're probably talking an allotment of 15,000 tickets or thereabouts, which candidly for an April game in some markets on a weekday – good. Is pretty good. So that's exactly right. So uh, I think that's where, for a variety of reasons, Clay, and, and obviously on some level, a lot of the storylines uh, are woven back to the COVID 19 season of last year and what that still means for the business and for the on field product. But when you think about it, that's where, whenever there's going to come a point where the, the gates are open fully and, and the crowds start to actually resemble 
20% capacity, maybe more, maybe less, but it's going to be right around that number anyway. And I think that for part of the, the baseball team's marketing effort, Clay is going to have to be to show fans, listen, hey, it's safe to come here. Here are the precautions that we have taken. Uh, once you've been vaccinated, here's, here, here are the things that you can do, et cetera, whatever it may be in every individual city and, and state. It's going to be a lot of really constructive messaging around, here's what we're going to do to make sure your experience is safe and fun and get you back to the ballpark. And obviously the message is going to be different in each individual um, stadium and each individual person, but that I think is going to be one of the key tasks for all of these teams because uh, to me, Clay, for a team that if they have a high payroll and if their attendance is all of a sudden – 20% of what it normally is, and if they're not winning ball games, you might see some trades happening a lot earlier in the year because at some point in time, the, the, the money coming in and money going out doesn't quite reach that equilibrium, and you're going to have to have some pretty tough conversations. So I really think that the demand, Clay, is high enough early on that I think it's probably about where, expect, where it's expected, but this is where the marketing and, and the true ballpark experience to convey to your fans, which I think they will do because the, the ballpark experience is still very special. I saw it in, in Texas in October. It's great to be back at a ballpark where there are fans again, and I think that message is going to be very clear on our television sets throughout the course of, of today and beyond. We're talking to John Morosi, uh, Major League Baseball regular season returning today. I'm looking right now at the World Series odds at FanDuel. Dodgers plus 350, Yankees plus 550, Padres 8-1, to one. Chicago White Sox eight and a half to one. Braves and Mets are ten to one. Those are the top six teams according to Vegas essentially odds makers right now. Do you think those six teams should be favored? Who do you like? Uh National League, American League? Who else to you is out there that could be a World Series contender? Clay, I hope your son is listening today because I've got yes. the Braves beating the White Sox in the World Series. That's my pick. And I'm not just saying that because I, I know your son's now a big Braves fan. I mean, this is this is a team that I, I've looked at, and they, they have brought in Charlie Morton, Drew Smiley in the offseason. Yes, they've lost some bullpen pieces. They brought back Marcelo Zuna. Uh, they've got Acuna. They've got the reigning MVP in Freddie Freeman. This is a really good team. And, and they probably are even better when you think about it because they're adding Mike Soro who barely pitched last year because of injury. So this is a stacked team. I think every team is going to have to navigate that tricky increase of innings from 60 games last year to 162 now. But the Braves, to me, have layers of starting pitching, whether it's Kyle Wright, who really emerges, or Ian Anderson, of course, Max Fried. They've got a really good rotation. And I love what they're doing right there. Brian Snitker is a great manager. I just They're my pick. Now, I think the White Sox are an excellent team in the American League. I, I'm worried about them missing Eloy Jimenez. He's a big loss for them, but they've got the reigning MVP on that team and Jose Abreu. They've added Lance Lynn to the rotation. And Tony La Russa, back in the dugout as the manager. This is this is almost on the order of if like Bill Parcells came back and coached the NFL. I mean, this is, he has not, he has not managed in 10 years, and now he's back in the dugout with a really strong mandate to win. I think it's a great storyline there, like the White Sox. I just think Dodgers and Padres, uh, they're great, but, but they may actually suffer a bit from, uh, when you think about the attrition of playing all those games against each other during the course of the season, maybe they're not quite as sharp come October. I just think the Braves in that division, it's a tough division, but I, I think they'll be battle-tested just by the right amount and go on to win their first World Series since 1995. 
Uh, that would be amazing. Obviously, they were up 3-1 on the Dodgers. You'll appreciate this. Little League baseball season has started in my area of Nashville, and my son is on a Dodger team. They have to wear the L.A. Dodger caps. But yesterday in their scrimmage, he wanted to wear his Atlanta Braves jersey while he was wearing <laughs> his Dodger cap. You never know what team you're going to get drafted on. Uh, so uh, I loved seeing that. That's how committed he is to the Braves. Now, all-star game right now scheduled in Atlanta. This got some attention. I'm curious if you think there is any fire to uh, support this smoke. Any idea that Major League Baseball is going to move the All-Star game out over politics in the state of Georgia? Uh, I think Tony Clark, Major League Baseball Players uh, Union head, uh, came out uh, and said that. Do you think there's any possibility there, or is that thing more talk than it is substance? The short answer is I don't know. But I do think that MLB is, is going to work with the union on this uh, regarding their concerns and see where those discussions go. I think this is where, Clay, in this year of, of bargaining, it is a, certainly a, a tense environment, obviously, with, with the labor relations in baseball now. But I also think that amid that tension, there has been, I believe, a lot of conversation about issues that really matter. And, and this is an issue that, according to Tony Clark, is a very high concern one for the players, and they, they want to get this out there and talk about it. Where this all lands, Dave Roberts, the Dodgers manager, uh, was asked about it in the, in the last week or so concerning would he consider not managing if the game was in Atlanta, and he was noncommittal about it. He, he said he was going to look into it, see where things go. I, I think it's a case, Clay, where they'll, they'll, I'm sure there'll be some conversation between the parties. How serious it is right now, how realistic the possibility is of, of the All-Star game not being in Atlanta, um, it, it's difficult to know that. I also, I also think that from a standpoint of the event itself and, and setting, setting politics aside here, that, that the event itself, when you consider it's going to be in Henry Aaron's town, and we just lost one of the great players ever to, in, in any of our sports ever, um, it, it, to me, I know long before this issue came up with respect to the, uh, the, the voting legislation, I, I, I was thinking about the All-Star game as being a chance for everybody to, to appreciate the incredible American story of Henry Aaron. So um, my heart is there with that as well, and, and what, a, what a great uh, American icon Henry Aaron was and is. So uh, I, where that all goes, hard to say, but I'm sure it's going to be part of a lot of conversations happening between MLB and the union here in, in the weeks and months ahead. All right, couple of player futures. I'm curious what you think about this. National League MVP favorites, Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, Mookie Betts, Acuna Jr., uh, Bellinger, uh, Lindor, big contract, which is an interesting story in and of itself. There's a lot of guys on this list in the NL. In the AL, there is one massive favorite. I bet you can think who that would be, Mike Trout, followed by Aaron Judge, Alex Bregman. Who do you think are likely to be the best players in the AL-NL? And is there anybody that you think Cy Young-wise makes a lot of sense? Well, I think in the NL, it's it's tough, Clay, because I'm always a believer that your first year with a new franchise can be a tough adjustment. But I think Nolan Arenado has a chance to have a monster year with the Cardinals. And, and they're a team that the NL Central is not especially competitive, especially not relative to the West and the East. And if the Cardinals win that division by a bunch of games, now I have some worries about their pitching. I really do. I think the Brewers are a lot closer than people realize there. And Corbin Burns might be the NL Cy Young winner. I think he's really good uh, with, with Milwaukee. So 
But I think overall, no one has been wanting to play in a competitive environment forever. And the Rockies have been up and down, and, and this is something he's wanted. So I, I could just see Nolan loving it. He's going to have the, the, the ability to kind of share the burden with Paul Goldschmidt. It's a good situation. So I, I know Nolan wasn't a name that you mentioned, but he is someone that I'm looking at carefully and saying he could be a, re- a really intriguing fit there. The other, the other sort of a bit off-the-board AL MVP candidate to think about is Shohei Otani. Now, it's impossible to know if he's going to be able to stay healthy for the full 162. How many at-bats does he get? How many innings does he pitch? But as someone that really loves unique talent in the game, he is one. And so if he hits 25 homers and throws 100 innings as sort of a hybrid starter reliever, whatever his role ends up being, is that enough? Because we just haven't, Clay, we haven't ever, ever had to think about someone like him before as an MVP. Like, it's, it's just an amazing skill set. So I, I, I I love the uniqueness with Otani. You're right. Trout is always the prohibitive favorite. But also with the White Sox, Abreu is the reigning AL MVP, and that team's going to be really good. A lot of RBI opportunities for him. So I think Abreu's got a strong case. And just Otani, because of the unique factor, if he's ever able to stay healthy, he's somebody that I would think, uh, you know, maybe he's a little off the board, but I think he's a really intriguing guy to think about. Outstanding stuff as always, John Morosi. We will talk to you uh, next week. I am excited for Major League Baseball to come back, and I'm excited to make sure my son knows that if the Braves don't win, it's your fault. Uh, we'll talk to you again I, soon. No question, Clay. Now, now, and, and basically, You've jinxed you them. They've been say, jinxed for a long time, let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> you can say, hey, Morosi, Morosi picked the Braves, and Morosi's next statement was, I apologize because my picking with World Series champs is not especially good, my track record. So tell him my apologies already, but I, I do love his team. <laughs> Outstanding as always. We'll talk to him. Major League Baseball officially back. Eddie Garcia, what you got for us? Well, Clay, you talked about that Francisco Lindor signing and the New York Mets signing their shortstop to a reported 10-year, $341 million deal. It will be the third largest deal based on total value in Major League history behind only Mike Trout of the Angels and Mookie Betts of the Dodgers. After six seasons with the Indians, Lindor was traded to the Mets in January. He's a four-time All-Star and two-time Gold Glove winner. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So much we've been breaking down. Uh, I encourage you. I mean, I really do. I mean, I'm blown away by the number of people that are subscribers to the podcast that have taken the time to go rate us. Uh, we have got an absolutely uh, great crew out there. The biggest, and this is amazing, the biggest anywhere listening to a sports talk radio show anywhere in the country uh, is happening right here with OutKick. So uh, in the first hour, Jeff Schwartz. Second hour, Will Kane. We just finished with John Morosi. Major League Baseball is returning. We had our own bracket challenge, uh, our woke bracket, going on right now. And I need to get Joe Kinsey on tomorrow to break down the final four in detail. I'm jotting down a note to myself to get him on as well. Um, but we have our final four of the woke sports media contestants. And we got some real Donnie Brooks. I don't even know how this is how this is going to turn out, Dub. We've got Dan Wolken. Uh, I like to call him Dan Wolken, uh, who has been arguing basically you can't play sports safely for over a year consecutively, going up against Darren Ravel, who has lost his mind on Twitter. And then we've got Jamel Hill, who is uh, you know the the queen of victimization culture going up against Keith Olbermann, and you saw this dub uh, yesterday uh, afternoon, evening, 
Oberman like keeps sending tweets to me and none of them actually make sense, right? Like I, he's totally lost his mind and I can't even figure out what exactly he's trying to say. So Oberman, so I, I said, look, Facebook continues to restrict craziness, right? Like it's, it, Facebook has just lost its mind. But they wouldn't let Laura Trump, who is the daughter-in-law of Donald Trump, interview the uh, former president because they said his voice isn't allowed to appear on their platform. And then Keith Olbermann, so I said, that's crazy. Like, whatever your politics are, like, I don't like big tech having that much power. And then Keith Olbermann tweeted me back, it's like when you and your morons got fired from ESPN for sucking so much, so odd they didn't allow you back on. You suck. Trump sucks. The rest is detail. Um, and I've never worked at ESPN. <laughs> so I tweeted back to Olerman, Keith, uh, I know facts don't matter to you, but I've never worked at ESPN. Take your meds, man. I mean, this guy's lost his mind. It's like he, when you it see seems like that he's trying dub, to make a I mean, run at this Final Four. It yeah. really does. Uh, I, I just... And he, you know, remember we talked about Olbermann, Keith, Kim Mulkey said, hey, I hope we don't have to cancel any of the final four. If anybody tests positive, whatever, let them play. Or she was talking about how it's going to be unfair. And can you imagine if suddenly Gonzaga was not able to play because they had a positive COVID test and they had to forfeit, even though against UCLA, they're sitting at 30 and 0 and they're trying to complete the run to a perfect season for the first time since 1976. And that's what Baylor women's coach Kim Mulkey was getting at. And so, Oberm was like, she should be fired immediately. She should never be able to continue her life. And I I just, I don't get it. I mean, this guy's lost his mind. So when you look at the woke bracket, I mean, this is such, I mean, we got like so many crazy bracket challenges. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't even want to say necessarily what I think is going to happen because I don't want to artificially influence the vote. But this is pretty wild, these final four. I would imagine these are going to be pretty competitive. And whatever the championship match ends up being, it's going to be one for the ages. I really do think that. This is going to come down to the wire. we got four huge names in the woke community here going up against each other. <laughs> uh, it's going to be fantastic. By the way, we got a loaded show coming for you tomorrow. Let me tell you where we are headed. Uh, I'm going to have Nate Bargatze. How many of you, uh, I don't know if you've watched Dub or how many out there people have. He's got a great Netflix uh, special. He's exactly my age, also grew up in Nashville. Really funny guy. We did a wins and losses podcast with him. Uh, but he's got a brand new Netflix special. I'm actually curious about what filming a Netflix special is like he's scheduled to join us tomorrow like I said I'll bring in Joe Kinsey we'll talk about the uh, the woke bracket and uh, we'll celebrate the return of Major League Baseball we'll have a lot of fun encourage all of you to uh, to go out there subscribe to the podcast make sure you don't miss a single moment and again gifts to the people Santa Clay whatever you want to call it fanduel.com slash clay just trust me go sign up if you're a new user fanduel.com slash clay you can bet five dollars and get back $200 if the Zags are able to win. This has been OutKick Thursday edition. We'll be back tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel. Search out OutKick, subscribe. Thanks for all you out there listening both live and on the podcast. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. 
product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.